Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today, we are um, having a conversation <laughs> and asking the question that has come up a few times here and there, uh, is romantic suspense CCR? Um, and This is not a question I've ever asked, <laughs> by the way. Somebody else has asked it. <laughs> So uh, I think we'll have a fun, hopefully lively discussion um, because we do know one of us is a no uh, in this camp. You might be surprised. Oh, uh oh, maybe we'll be surprised. So, um, so first off, I thought it would be fun uh, for us to define what what is romantic suspense to you and how do you distinguish it from romantic mystery or suspense thriller um where are those lines as far as you're concerned Valerie you want to go first let no. me do the talking no you don't okay Narelle, you can go. I'll go first okay so when I was an unpublished author um, I was very diligent at going to writing conferences and I was the sponge that collected all the information mm -hmm. that was running around so my understanding of what romantic suspense is is that it has a complete romance plot in the story and a complete suspense plot Okay. Now, a plot doesn't equal necessarily a certain number of pages. <laughs> a plot is a story. So you can have a plot in a 10,000-word novelette and a plot in a 100,000-word epic fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it needs, but it does need to have, for it to meet the definition that I have for romantic suspense, there needs to be a complete plot for the romance and a complete plot for the suspense. Okay. Right, an inciting incident. Yeah. Yeah. And going on yes. a climax yes. and a conclusion. Yes. Okay, yes, so all... go ahead. No, finish. Go. You're not gonna finish your thought there, Narelle? Okay. Yeah, well, um, I can move on to romantic mystery. Or we can sure. I mean it. I've got I've got lots of information. So <laughs> oh, romantic you mystery. You go girl. I define romantic mystery as having a romance plot plus plus a mystery plot or subplot. Okay. And You'd be surprised if you start analysing a lot of the trade-length books put out by the trad pubs, and Becky Wade comes to mind immediately, mm -hmm. they often have a mystery in the story to support the romance. Sure. But that mystery often is not as big a deal as the romance is. So that's where I think romantic mystery sort of, it's a bit, it's a bit grey, I think, in terms of how you define it. Mm -hmm. So it kind of is its own thing, but it probably really belongs within just the broader CCR Okay. definition with as long as assuming it's got christian content so that's my assumption for everything is we've sure got yeah <laughs> i should have clarified that now the difference between romantic mystery and cozy mystery is a cozy mystery has the mystery plot so the mystery plot is front and center and it could have a romantic subplot it could have some romantic elements or it could have absolutely zero romance and have really cute cats and they're the ones i like i like cat cozy <laughs> mysteries I think Cooney needs to start in a cozy mystery. Of, uh, <laughs> the heroine of a cozy mystery. Yes. So that's my definitions for Miss Romantic Mystery. Now, if you go to suspense thrillers, um, a suspense or a thriller, how it's different is it either has zero romance, 
or it has a romance subplot or it has romantic elements, but the suspense and the mystery overrides everything. So I'll use Dee Henderson as an example, because if you've been around for a couple of decades reading like I have, (laughs) she was the absolute big thing um, in the suspense genre. Now, her prequel novel, Danger in the Shadows, is romantic suspense. That's never been disputed. But the publisher marketed the O'Malley series, which is the famous thing she's known for, primarily a suspense, even though I think technically, I mean, I haven't reread these books for probably 10 years. So we are going back a while in my brain, but I used to analyze all this stuff when I was learning to write. And so I would call them suspense with less romance and what I'd probably want in a romantic suspense. But the kicker with all this is the publisher marketed as suspense. And my theory behind all this is there's absolute snob value everywhere else outside of romance about romance. Everyone looks down upon romance. And so if you want to sell books to people that don't like romance, you don't mention the romance. So I think a lot of where things sit relates to romance snob value. But anyway, um, that's where I, that's where we're starting from. So take it away. <laughs> Well, I uh, I did actually a little Google search, oh. and I asked Google um, the definitions of thriller, suspense, and mystery. Okay. Because thriller kept coming up in, and I kept it out. It was still there. So, um, <laughs> so thrillers, um, the protagonist is in danger from the outset, and like Narelle mentioned, there may or may not be any any romance, and so all of these are not romance. Um, definition suspense the main character may become aware of danger gradually and in a mystery the reader is exposed to the same information as the detective but in a suspense story the reader is aware of things unknown to the protagonist sometimes from the other um from the villain's point of view so i was like okay first what's the definition of ccr christian contemporary romance right so is romantic suspense ccr well if it meets those three criteria it is ccr with suspense suspense. right so i mean mystery could also be ccr with mystery or romantic mystery whichever um amish is technically ccr you may have noticed that um we don't have any Amish authors logging at Inspi Romance. Um, but we have had. We have had some who were uh, Amish authors as well as CCR. Um, we feel like it's more um, historical. It's like a historical <laughs> in contemporary clothing. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It's not even in contemporary clothing. Anyway, um, <laughs> historical romance also. I mean, there's a lot of overlap. Women's fiction with romantic elements um, could be CCR plus more, I don't know, whatever. So CCR can be, romantic suspense can be CCR, but it's a CCR plus something else. You're trying to get to the last question here. We're just defining terms. You're answering the whole thing. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I just like to add a clarification <laughs> in terms of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. What Inspi Romance as a blog defines as CCR is actually not what I'm talking about. I'm purely talking about what a reader who picks up a book is actually looking at. 
And I think that's a distinction that um, is very clear in my mind in this conversation. How so? Yeah. No, tell us uh, what you mean exactly. Well, Inspi Romance has parameters in terms of what is done on the blog, but that's not yeah. necessarily what a reader would see because everyone has a different perspective. So I'm looking at this from, okay, what are the genres? And then mm -hmm. everyone else can work out where they fit. Is that a book fit in Inspi Romance? That's not my call. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, I really don't. I mean, honestly, I'm not the boss. I really, I really don't mind. So I don't actually see this as a conversation that's got anything really to do with what Inspi Romance is talking about. And it's more a conversation in general about genres. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just my perspective. Yeah. So I, um, I liked what Norell's breakdown was for romantic suspense. Um, I do think generally speaking for romantic suspense, because there does have to be that full romance and a full suspense. Um, and generally speaking in romantic suspense, you know that the heroine heroine, one is a protector of some variety, uh, most often the guy, um, some, re some authors flip it, um, to have the the female being the Navy SEAL who's protecting, you know, the the guy in distress. Um, but the more traditional is is some sort of military slash law enforcement slash detective. Some, yeah, some kind yeah. of hero, like hero style guy. Um, and that's when they're thrown together is where the romance plot comes from. So because yeah. I don't think it would work if you had a full romance between, you know, Joe and Jane, but Joe and Jane were in danger. And so Mike was helping them out, but Mike wasn't part of the romance yeah. because you could have a full suspense plot and a full romance plot in that kind of setup. Right. Um, but it's not romantic suspense. If to me, if the romance isn't taking place because of the suspense, why are yes. they together? They're and only... between the runner and the runny. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like the movie Speed, um, Sandra Bullock's character only falls in love with Keanu Reeves because of the bus situation. Like that, that is not, um, that is not negotiable. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and and I've been pretty open about the fact that I think romantic mystery is a, a silly genre to call it. It's it's newish to me. It's either romantic suspense or it's cozy mystery. But um, I'm I'm almost persuaded from the way Norel mentioned it. Almost. So I can grow. Plus, Amazon I believe has added it as a category, yeah. which makes it a little harder to argue. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Mm. As it's true. been legitimized somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's why Amish is considered contemporary romance because certain publishers and Amazon it decided it was. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, it is does oh, take yeah. place in today's world, right? -ish. And they, yeah. I mean, they do generally have a non-Amish hero or heroine in. You know, it's not or generally, some interaction with the outside world. Yeah, but generally Amish romance. Like I've read three, so I'm not an expert on this at all. But the ones I've read, <laughs> I might have read five over like not, 30 years. Well, not I've read a Amish fabulous. People. 
I read a fabulous time slip. So it's contemporary oh. and it was not contemporary in, until then by Cindy Woodsmall and Erin okay. Woodsmall. I absolutely loved it. I read that in 2023. <laughs> yes, because I like to read different things. So I will read Amish. It's probably not something it might make up maybe 2% of what I read, but I will read it because I like reading lots of different things. I don't so- set out and say I won't read Amish. I just... I just just haven't. (laughs) It's like, I just haven't. Um, I, I, you know, if I get one recommended to me, then I often like this, that's how I've read the ones I have is because they sounded really cool when they were recommended to me. So um, like that time slip one sounds interesting. So maybe I will bump my total up to four uh, very soon here. (laughs) All right. So what let's, let's, Talk percentages uh, in terms of romantic suspense. So just romantic suspense. Is there a minimum romance to suspense ratio for you to consider it romantic suspense? Or is there a maximum ratio in there? Um, Do you have an example? Maybe (laughs) it can be a movie. It doesn't have to be a book. I know Valerie's going to jump on that one. First, we're talking romantic suspense. Now we're talking movies. So I, don't think so. um, I think love-inspired suspense. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. You guys might have done more research than me because obviously that's not a genre I ever targeted. But my understanding is that it was, maybe still is, that they're looking for about 50-50. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that no bigger variation than 40-60, 60-40 would fly with them. Um, they definitely wouldn't be looking for 10% suspense and 90% romance or, or flip, <laughs> right? Right. They, they want, but again, like Narelle said, and that was a really good point. The um, both need to have a complete arc within the story. Yeah. And um, so. Narelle, what do you like to see? What do you think? Well, I agree with Valerie that what 10 years ago when I was going to conferences, Love Inspired Suspense was pretty much 50-50 was what they were looking for. Now, me as a reader, because you know I don't follow rules, so I, <laughs> you can convince me on 2080, okay. honestly, either direction you can convince me on 2080 because, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that happens on the page, but there's also a whole lot of story that happens beneath the surface and simmers. So if you can have a book where I'm really, really worried about the characters because I really care about them, mm-hmm. I can be worried that the romance is going to be is going to fail. I can also mm-hmm. be worried that they're in danger and something's going to go wrong. So a talented writer who doesn't do a 50-50 split but does it the other way can absolutely suck me in for romantic suspense so I can't really put a rule on it I'd say if there's any budding writers that are listening to the podcast (laughs) then definitely go for 50-50 because you're more likely to sell (laughs) and readers are probably the sweet spot is probably 50-50 with readers I'm not an expert on romantic suspense so someone else could answer that question better than I can but um, yeah I'm as a reader I'm probably quite easy to please on that one so for me, I don't know that I, I'm probably easier to please like Narelle, but my one like absolute must is that the romance has to be more than an afterthought. Um, yes. So even if it's 80, yeah. 20 with 20 on the romance there, like it can't just be at the end of the book. I need, I still need that HEA, like go back to speed. 
Um, because it wasn't about them falling in love, right? It's about this bus that is going to explode if they drop under 50 miles an hour, right? That is yeah. um, that is the the crux and getting people off the bus without him blowing up the bomb and figuring out who did it. That's the yeah. point of the movie. But the romance is there. And at the end, when everyone's safe, the romance doesn't just disappear. It it culminates as well. And so I need that in my books too. Like if you have romantic leanings while you're fleeing a serial killer or whatever, then I want to know that now that you're safe, your romance is going to continue. Um, and I'm going to be very angry if I go to book two in the series and now you're fleeing a new serial killer and falling in love with somebody else. Like that's going to make yes. me very yes. angry. <laughs> um, so, so that's more to me. I don't necessarily sit and scrutinize percentages, but if I don't have a status, I would rather have a less satisfying suspense wrap up as long as the romance is satisfyingly wrapped up um, than, than the other way around. But then again, yeah. like, I love romance. So you're going to get yeah. other readers who are going to be like, I don't care about the romance because romance is dumb. And, you know, um, they're going to probably feel the exact opposite. Way. Yeah. But Which I do why like there are so um, many books. Yeah. Yeah. I do like um, romantic suspense. And Lisa Harris is an author that comes to mind that has done this in some of her past series where you've got a romantic suspense story in each one, but you've also got an overarching series suspense thread. I really mm -hmm. like that like, yeah. as a reader. That really hooks me into romantic suspense series. And so when you've got that type of dynamic, often the suspense in the actual individual story can be smaller because there's this bigger suspense thing that's building over the top. So that's why I'm, I'm pretty um, laid back on the percentages because at the end of the day, it's writing the best. It's You want to read the best story. You want the author to write the best story they can write without feeling shackled by the fact I've got to do a certain percentage yeah. or a reader's not going to like it. Because right. I don't think readers, readers care about how good the story is more so than the stuff that authors care about. Well, and I, I feel like with any genre, if you can tell as a reader, um, if the author was really focused on oh, it's been X number of words, so I should be at Y point in the hero's journey or the romance beats or the percentages, you know, like there, because we have these guidelines as authors that we try to make yeah. sure that we're pacing correctly. But if you can see the focus on the pacing in the book, it needs another round of editing. <laughs> yes. yes. Or maybe a chapter here and there moved around just to right. throw you Yeah, yeah. Um, I think too, like I have read some books that I would, uh, definitely not class as romantic suspense, but they had a suspense element in them. Um, and one that comes to mind is Just As I Am by Mandy Blake. Mm -hmm. I don't know if either of you have read that one. It's yeah. one of her earlier mm, books, and I, I think she's a much stronger storyteller now. I'll just put that right out there. <laughs> uh, but in this particular one, the heroine um, gets away from an abusive relationship and runs off and hide somewhere seems like with an aunt and uncle or something like that yeah and so all through the story as she's um getting to know their neighbor guy and and you're starting to see a romance develop all through you still know that that guy is out there somewhere probably looking for her so 
spoiler alert, whatever. I mean, it's, it's in the story, mm -hmm. but it's, I would say it's not more than 10% of the story. It's, yeah. it's there, it's mild, uh, but it, but it is there. So is that romantic suspense? I would say that it, that it isn't. I mean, I guess it's a complete arc um, as well. Um, but um, I don't know, as, as a, as an author, there, you put in, Elizabeth calls it angst sometimes, or there could be suspense, which is more from the outside, right. but there's usually something happening to hopefully grip the reader's heart and make them want to keep turning pages, whether it's an internal thing within the characters or something external, like that guy's going to come get us. Um, if it's all just like so sweet and lovey-dovey and nothing ever rocks the boat, then, then we don't have a story. Right. Right. Mm, like correct. our life that way. Right. I do. I, thank you. I do think, um, Mandy in particular often chooses external conflict like that rather than, um, relationship conflict or internal drama, uh, with, within the characters for the, for the bigger push mm -hmm. along and and that's a valid choice for sure yeah. and I agree yes. that she does not cross into romantic suspense although some of her books probably teeter a little closer than others yeah um, some will be 10 percent suspense yeah. some might be 20 25 but yeah. yeah it's it's all in here right <laughs> we right, all yeah. look at it however we look at it yep but there there isn't such a thing as now this is romantic suspense and this is not it's all going to be some percentage of something it's a sliding scale and there's going to be books that are like all suspense and you're like why did they even stick romantic in front of that word because yes, I've read those I'm like nobody's I like suspense but I don't yeah <laughs> and then back to like this one of Mandy's where the suspense is there but it's really not an uh, integral part of the story I mean it is because it pushes the character to leave you know whatever yeah. But they put the romance. They put the romance as the label. So I mean, there's a distinction between what the essence of a story is and what a marketing label is. So, yeah. romance. Some, there are books that are labelled romantic suspense, but they're, as Valerie has described, really not hitting what readers expect in a romantic suspense. Yeah. But it, the publisher or the author might have done that because they think it will sell better or get more visibility. So, I mean, I think we've got to look past a lot of the marketing yeah. mumbo jumbo that gets thrown around and all the ways that everything gets spun to yeah. sell stuff and actually get to the essence of what is the story about. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. really hard to do when you don't know the author and when you're just like, I don't know, wandering around Amazon, how do you guys find the next books? The ones we don't tell you to go read. Like seriously, yes. how do you find yeah. books? If they're not recommended at Inspire Romance or through the podcast or your best friend didn't tell you to read it. How do you just like randomly find new books? Because if you're just like putting in keywords, like we sometimes do for our yeah. special episodes uh, on Amazon, we're looking for books. Sometimes you just really don't know if it's a new author to you. You might read a bit of the sample um, you read a few reviews and then it still might not be at all what you expect it's hard it is it is 
Yeah, I would love to see more honesty in terms of, and I don't know if I actually, I don't know if honesty is actually the right word, but maybe some more transparency and integrity in terms of how books are labelled. And often I'll go to an author's website because that will often give me that little bit more context about who the author is. Um, If I come across a sample book and if I go to the copyright page, if I'm confused and I go to the copyright page and there is no publisher name, there's no information on how to contact the author, there's no website to visit, um, there might be a book funnel link, but I recently went and looked at a book and the book funnel link was dead. Oh, no. So there was literally no way to contact the author. And I'm like... Well, how do I know if I'm going to like this book? I can't even find if this person (laughs) exists. Is it actually a real person that's written it or is this like an AI book that gets rumoured exists somewhere on the dark web? I mean, you just don't know. So as a reader, it's really, really hard to actually work out what's what's up and what's down and what's right and what's wrong. And, yeah, it's, it's really the challenge of finding the books that you really want to read is incredibly difficult. I do a lot of Googling of the author and, and looking for their website and stuff, but you're correct. There, it's, it's, it not always, it's not always possible yeah. to find out anything. And then I usually pass. Hello, yeah. authors. If you're out there, have yeah. a website. Right. Be findable. Have a contact. Yeah, and, if it, yeah. and particularly if it's Christian, particularly if it's listed as Christian, because I want to know who the person is behind the book. and what they believe I want to get a feel for who they are because I mean basically it's it's kind of like imagine if you've got like a vacation house an Airbnb that you're going to so you go and visit the beach because you want a particular experience but you also want to stay somewhere that meets your specifications for how you have that experience and so you don't want to turn you don't want to go online and just book something that says three bedrooms two bathrooms um, undercover parking kitchen I mean, and you walk in there, it could be completely not what you expect. Might not have or the ocean view. You want. We have yeah. found yes. ocean view can mean that if you yes. have your binoculars out, you, you might be right here over there. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, look at that the, the trees. <laughs> Yeah. And so because reading a book is an experience and we all go to a book wanting a particular experience and everyone's ideas of what they want in a book is 100% valid. Like nobody is wrong. There's no right or wrong in that. And I just get really frustrated that authors don't give me that transparency and that description because I want to know more about who they are so that I can then understand whether the experience they offer in going into their book world is what I want. Yeah. Yes. Very. Yeah. Did we answer any of your questions, Beth? Yeah, no, you did. I I think we did. I think we've made it through pretty much all of them. Um, So, I mean, I guess uh, Valerie has has already said, you know, from a technical standpoint, it's CCR because it's contemporary. And if it's Christian romantic suspense, it's Christian uh, and it's romance. Um, Do we do we just leave it there? that it is can I add something please I, I really I honestly believe that romantic suspense is a very specific niche of CCR so even though the umbrella is there so it sits within contemporary Christian romance mm-hmm. um it's like saying that clean, yeah. yes <laughs> it's like saying that a clean romance and a con- and a contemporary Christian romance are exactly the same they're not and I think romantic suspense has certain experiences and expectations and I think it is niche I think it sits within the umbrella of contemporary romance it also sits within the umbrella of Christian 
suspense. So it sits under Christian romance, there's contemporary Christian Ooh, suspense. I'm seeing a Venn diagram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I really think that it sits it, it sits there and it, but it is also very niche and there are many, many people and many readers who only read in certain niches and that is 100% valid. Sure. And I don't think any reader should ever feel bad that they don't like a genre because... No, I agree. Yeah, you should never feel bad <laughs> no, about that because we're I'm all not different. feeling bad. <laughs> but how boring would the world be if everyone thought exactly the same way and, and liked exactly the same thing? So go off and enjoy the books that you love and <laughs> find the genres and find the authenticity in the marketing so that you actually buy and borrow what you actually really want to read and have And then fun. tell your That's friends. My, tell yes. your friends what you're reading and what you love. Yep. And go to Goodreads and write a review while you're at it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because readers will go to Goodreads. I mean, the one thing I've yeah. spoken to friends about books and when they get absolutely stumped, they will go to Goodreads okay. because you'll get very blatant, honest, brutal reviews on you Goodreads, do. which authors are like, oh, I don't want to read that. But it's really important for readers because yeah. by saying what you don't like in a review is actually a selling point for a reader who really wants that in a book. Yeah. So True. yeah, that, that's probably my two cents on it. Just like have it. fun reading. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll go with what she said. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a good summary right there. <laughs> so we would love to know your thoughts. Do you like romantic suspense? Um, do you have percentages that you like to see any of the things we talked about? Uh, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel. And um, while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. We will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>